Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for August 28, 2019. So I'm teaching a series entitled The Power Fellowship, and I trust that you've been blessed by this series thus far. This is actually part 70 of the series, 7-0, part 70 of the series. The title of today's message is Dealing with the Difficult. As a believer, God has called us not just to have fellowship with him, but to have fellowship with other people, and that means sometimes that we're going to have to deal with difficult people. For the past few days, we've been looking at John chapter 17, where Jesus prayed a prayer for us, and I want us to go back to that same prayer. We're going to read this. We're going to continue to flow in the same vein, and we're we're really kind of dealing with the fact that God wants us united, and Satan wants us divided. That's why he wants us to focus on difficult people and reject them, and God wants us to, to reach out to people even when they are difficult. So let's see what Jesus prayed for us. This is John 17, read verses 6 through 26. I'm going to kind of give you some excerpts. Jesus said, I pray for them now. I'm not praying for the people in the world, but I'm praying for these people, the people that you gave me because they're yours. All that I have is yours and all that you have my glory is seen in them. Now, I will not stay in the world, but these followers of mine, they're going to stay in the world. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name. It's the name that you gave me. Then they will be one, just as you and I are one. Now, he says, I'm leaving this place and I'm coming to you now, but I pray these things while I'm still in the world. I say all this so that these followers can have the true happiness that I have. I want them to be completely happy. I have given them your teaching and the world has hated them. Because they don't belong to the world, just like I don't belong to the world. Now, I pray not only for these followers that are here, but also for those who will believe in me because of their teaching. Father, I pray that all who believe in me can be one. Now, you are in me. I am in you. I pray, Jesus said, that they can also be one in us. Then the world will believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me. I gave them this glory so that they can be one, just as you and I are one. Now, I will be in them, and you will be in me, so together we will be completely one. Then the world will know that you sent me, and that you love them just like you love me. So this is an amazing prayer, where Jesus is praying for us to be one with the Father, just like he was one with the Father. And so not only does does the Father, or Jesus, want us to be one with God, but he wants us to be one with one another, and God is seen, God is put on display in this unity. It is in this unity, Jesus said in his prayer, that the people will know, that the people on this planet will know that there's a God, and that Jesus was the Son of God. People are going to know that Jesus is true when we walk in love. So what does this mean to you today? I'm talking about difficult people. What does this mean to you today? I just have two major points and I have some things that I'll share within those two points. So I have two things to share with you this morning. I want you to to now slow down and open up your heart to hear what God is saying through this word. You ready? Two things. Here we go. Number one. Now, it's hard to be selfish or self-centered when you live your life focused on fellowshipping with other people. That when, when you know that you're called to connect with other people and to connect with others in a, in a real way, then it's hard to be selfish and self-centered. Jesus prayed, Father, I pray that all who believe in me can be one. That's the goal. If you're a believer, if you're watching this video, chances are that you're a believer, that you're a follower of Jesus. And if you are, then the Father wants you to be one with him and one with other people. 
Now, while it's true that some believers, you can be born again and still be selfish. Okay, I got it. That's true. Uh, and, and some believers are only focused on themselves. You know, they're living in isolation. They only care about themselves or their family. But when you live this way and, and you refuse to connect with other people, I want you to know that this is an affront to God. God is too big of a God. And his blessing on your life is too big of a blessing for your life to just be about you. God's best is manifested in your life when your life becomes about something that is bigger than just you. When, you, when your life takes on another level of meaning, true meaning, divine meaning, godly meaning, when you make your life about something that's bigger than you. So when you start living your life for God and you know that your life has a greater purpose than just, you know, what a car you want to buy or a house you want to live in. This is just, you know, life is bigger than that. So at that point, your life becomes rewarding because God can then use you to be a blessing to someone else. And when you are being a blessing to someone else, it's, it's just greater. It's more, it's more fulfilling than anything you could ever really do for yourself. Now, let me just say this because there's a lot of people, especially young people today that are struggling with depression, self-hate, low self-esteem, and this is terrible. You can be born again and still be depressed. And... Um, this is why we have pastors who commit suicide. I mean, we have people, we have married, Christian marriages that, that end in divorce. Um, so if you're in that position and you're struggling with that and you're struggling with, you know, mental health, then one of the greatest things you can do is give yourself, first of all, pray, give yourself over to God, but make an effort to be used of God to be a blessing to someone else. When you serve God by serving others and, and, and then you're making an effort to really kind of be a blessing to someone else. And now you're, you're being used of God to be a conduit of his love and his light in this world. Then it changes you. It changes you from the inside. When you give selfless service and you do it from your heart, you experience divine fulfillment and supernatural satisfaction. I mean, it's, it's something that you get on the inside. And then at that point is going to help you to, to get out of these ne of the negative situation that you find yourself in in your mind right you get to see yourself the way that god sees you you get this level of fulfillment and satisfaction that is supernatural so please resist every urge to be selfish allow god this is what happens when you give your life over to god completely he will then take your life and then take you and your life and pour it out as an offering into this world he will use you to make this world a better place at that point, not only is this part of fellowship, not only is this pleasing to God, but that type of situation, when you give yourself over to God in that way, it's going to be hard for you to be depressed because at that point, the Holy Spirit starts to build you up from the inside. You get renewed. You get edified. You, you, get, you get supernatural satisfaction by giving your life away. You will never really have life in Christ until you give it away. So please try that if you haven't done it yet. Number two, I only have two points today. God has called us to have fellowship with others, but he never said it was going to be easy. So once again, I grew up as a network engineer. It's a lot easier to deal with equipment. The equipment is either working or it's not. It's either on or it's off. You know, it's either one or zero. People are not like that at all. People have issues. I mean, just straight up, right? So I'm going to give you an example. So just last week, I found out that someone uh, that I've gone out of my way to help was spreading lies about me. Now, the person that he shared the lie with 
call me because she knew that what she heard was inconsistent with my character. So instead of making me look bad, the person who was spreading the lie about me, he, he was the one who looked bad. And, and as I thought about it, I'm not sure why he did it. So the person who calls me says, well, I think this person is jealous of you. Now it could be that, it could be that the person has low self-esteem. Um, it could be that, you know, whatever the issue is. But for whatever reason, there are some people who just can't be okay with themselves. Like, they, they're not satisfied. Uh, they haven't entered into God's rest. They don't know who they are. They're not content. And, and what they do is they feel better. They think they, they look better when they tear other people down. They try to tear people down. And they think that in, in an attempt to make someone else look bad, they look better, which is ridiculous. Whatever the case, I prayed about it. And you know what happened is the father did what he always does. He led me straight to love. So I am in a position. Uh, I thought about this for a minute, though. I'm in a position where I could retaliate. And the father wouldn't let me. He never does. The Holy Spirit, at least in my case, you know, other people could be different. At least for me, he doesn't ever really allow me to retaliate. Um, he always reminds me that vengeance and recompense belong to him, right? So if there's a payment that's due to someone who sowed a bad seed, then God will repay. And he tells me that, and he tells me that that's not my place. It's not my place to get anyone back. So even when people talk about me, which unfortunately has happened to me more than once, God never leaves me, leaves me to say anything. He won't let me defend myself. He's, he's my defense. So... I just leave it alone. I, I don't. I don't give it a care. I, I walk in love uh, because I know a few things. And maybe if you're in this situation, I want you to just listen to these few things. Number one, you got to know that the enemy's poison cannot stop your purpose. Right? You just can't. If, if you're doing what God has called you to do, no one can stop you. Second, God will see to it that everyone reaps a harvest, good or bad, on every seed sown. So that's not your place to do anything. Let God be God. And third, God called us to walk in love. We're to love others even when they don't do the right things. Jesus said in uh, Luke 6, 27 and 28, he says, love your enemies. Do good to those that hate you and bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Now, pray for them and pray for them in earnest. When Jesus was up on the cross and people were saying, crucify him. And these were the same people who just a few days earlier were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, right? They were saying, Hosanna. And then a few days later, they were saying, crucify him. And Jesus looked at them and said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. And that's how we're supposed to be. Like, you know, when somebody, I don't know why people do it, but if somebody talks about me and they're spreading lies, I'm like, you know what? Father, forgive them, bless them. I, I don't know. I don't know what issues they have in their heart. I don't even know why they're doing it. Like if, if they really, if they knew better, they wouldn't, they wouldn't put their mouth on God's anointing. But let's pray for them because they can't hurt you anyway. So might as well just pray for them in earnest. Let's lift them up. Let's pray that God will touch their hearts so that they could deal with whatever issues that they're dealing with. And really, when you live this way, then you can really have fellowship. Because if you don't live this way, you're going to get turned off by people. And you're going to say, forget you, forgot you, never thought about you. And then that's it. You know, then you get bitter. And you don't need to get bitter. That, that's, there's really no reason to get bitter. Um, let, me, let me close with this. People can be messy. I got it. But God called us to love them anyway. So pray for them in earnest. Refuse to come down to their level. Maintain your peace. 
And in the long run, if God made your name great, then there's nothing they can do about it anyway. They can't tarnish your name when God made your name great because you are God-made. I'm a God-made man, not a self-made man. So no one can do anything about it because God is the one who made me. And God, who's the ultimate judge, he's going to see to it that they get... Now watch this. He's going to see to it that either they change or they get, or they get what's coming to them. They're going to reap what they sow. So look up and not down. Walk in love and not revenge and maintain your joy. And let me let one last thought on these people that are difficult to love. You got to remember that the people who are the most difficult people to love in your life, think about it. You probably, as I say this, can think about two or three people. As you think about those people, remember, God actually uses those people to help you develop in love. If it were not for those people, then maybe you wouldn't be who you are today because those it's not like God makes them that way, but they are that way. And since they are that way, God uses them as a tool to help continue to develop you into the man, the woman that God has called you to be. If loving God's way was easy, everyone would do it. It's not easy, but God has called us to do it. So let's make a determination to do it and to do it every day. Let's close this message out. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, you call, call me to love. So I'm going to do it. Some people are difficult to love. Some are hard to get along with. But since I die to self daily, and since you are living on the inside of me, there's nothing I can't do. I can do all things through Christ. This means that I can love the seemingly unlovable. I extend grace to those who attack me. And I bless those who curse me. I'm able to do this because I've entered into your rest. You are my shield and my defense. The enemy's poison cannot stop my purpose. You made my name great. <laughs> so no one can tarnish it. I pray for others. I seek to have fulfilling relationships and I walk in love every day. Living this way, I maintain peace in my soul, love in my heart, and a smile on my face. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and click on the subscribe button and you'll get my messages in your email inbox every day. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Listen, God has called us to deal with the difficult, to love the seemingly unlovable, and to do it by his grace and by his power. So let's do it. Let's do it for real. I mean, like straight up, let's love everyone, even those who are difficult to love. Walk in this day determined that you're going to walk in God's best, which means you're going to walk in his love. And do me a favor, before you leave the screen, this is definitely something that people need to hear. So share this right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you and God loves you. God bless you.